decided that I would do my own kind of uh, my own little solo section of the Backstream podcast, which is usually me and Abby, Abby and I. But um, I wanted to discuss the thing that's taking up so much of my life right now. And uh, it's a video game. And so Abby's not super into video games, though she was like into Nintendo games and stuff. So I don't know how much she'll want to discuss video games on the podcast. So I think I will just do a a short kind of solo discussion of what I think. So I think that I'll probably take the audio from this Twitch stream and I will put it into, uh, just add it into the podcast. And I'll probably edit it a little bit too so that there's not me being confused and trying to figure out the technical issues that are going on. Hopefully it works. I mean, I just want to talk about cyberpunk either way, so I guess it doesn't really matter if it works or not. (laughs) This is my own catharsis. I I definitely am, I have a lot of opinions on cyberpunk. Um, I, I was waiting for this game for a really long time. I wouldn't say that I was super hyped about it, waiting for it the whole eight years that it was, uh, you know, since it's been announced. I haven't been waiting quite that long. I think that actually it was around eight years ago that I got a PlayStation 4, after not having a PlayStation or any kind of video game console for quite a while, I got the PlayStation kind of basically to play Fallout 4. That was, I saw from watching Twitch, I watched some videos of people playing Fallout 4, and I was like, oh, this just seems so cool. I guess I had never really played an RPG like that before. I had seen people in college playing um, Skyrim, but I didn't play it all that much, and I didn't really like the graphics of it. I didn't really like the kind of folklore, like, high fantasy world that it's in. But um, I like the idea of the game and the freedom and the, you know, choosing which things you want to, how you want to build your character and what you want to put your attributes into and things like that. So, I mean, I... I was into it, I just kind of wasn't into spending time on video games at that at that point. And then I think a few years later, after I was out of college and I was living on my own and stuff, I just kind of felt like I needed something more to occupy my time that was just kind of, it didn't need to be super productive. I think that I was like just not feeling as guilty about spending time on things that were kind of a waste of time or like simulated uh you know, uh, achieving things when you're not actually achieving things. But I just kind of decided around eight years ago, like that I did have time for that. And, uh, really probably from watch started watching a lot of Twitch and then was like, why don't I play video games if I'm clearly like getting into it again? So got the PlayStation 4 basically to play Fallout 4. And I loved the game. And I think that uh, going into it, not having played video games for quite a while, I probably was more willing to like, you know, just to just, uh, you know, not be super judgmental about it. I was a lot more along for the ride, I guess I would say. 
And then after playing video games for eight years, I've gotten a little bit more picky. I've gotten a little bit more bored with it again, almost feeling like I need to take a break because even even like really good video games, sometimes it's just not really doing it for me. But there's still a lot of exceptions. I definitely don't think that I'm... I mean, I like entertain the idea of playing less video games. I don't really consider that I would play no video games. But uh, Red Dead 2, when that finally came out, that was probably the last thing that I played that I was like, you know, really excited to wake up in the morning on like a Saturday morning and be like, oh, I want to play Red Dead. And I need to do some other things so that I don't feel like a total lazy slob for just sitting and playing video games early in the day. But then in between there, I just kind of would play like NBA 2K and stuff like that. But um, I put I had put so many hours into playing Fallout 4. I'm kind of kind of losing my direction here. Maybe I'll be able to edit this a little bit more intelligently. <laughs> I don't know. But I basically uh, playing Fallout 4. I. I just was able to get, you know, so engrossed in the menus and things like that. I mean, it just took time to even, like, figure out how the menus work. I think that that's probably a thing in most RPGs where you've got just so many options and so many so much time that you could spend in your customization and crafting and menus and stuff like that, that no matter how well designed that interface is, the user interface, it's probably still going to be confusing and, you know, people are going to complain about it. But I felt like, especially in Fallout 4, I was spending a lot of time just being like, oh, okay, that's, I think this is how this works. And again, you know, had been a long time off of video games, definitely not any kind of a RPG expert, but I loved the game. I loved the options. I loved, you know, trying out a mission, uh, you know, doing part of a mission storyline uh, with one companion and then going back and finding my one of my other companions that I wanted to increase my friendship with. And though it seemed fairly simple, I... I can't help but criticize some of these things that are like, well, I don't understand why this works this way, or like why Fallout has all of these different visual glitches, or just things where it's like, it's almost, it almost feels like you're you're having a really fun time on a bicycle, but you're always afraid that the wheels are going to fall off of it because it's always a little bit wobbly. And I've listened to interviews with people from Bethesda Game Studios about like, you know, how complicated it is to. Uh, you know, build a video game that is like a big open world and has all these different interlocking systems and things like that. But I really loved the game. I can't tell you how many hours I spent on it. More than 100 hours. I spent tons and tons of hours. Like I was actually playing it kind of as a completionist, which is a really difficult thing to do with a Fallout 4. Um, but I was just having a really fun time going out and exploring everything and you know, trying to manage my relationships and stuff like that in a way that I uh, could kind of basically make it through the entire game without pissing off too much, like, one faction over the other, so I could kind of get the benefits of being friends with everybody in the game. And I enjoyed trying to play it that way and the kind of sneaky things and kind of sometimes not making decisions that I had to do uh, to make that all work. But... um 
I so I I I would say that I was a huge huge fan of Fallout Four. Um, I mean, it was a it was a game that I spent so much time on. But then after kind of getting halfway through some of the DLC stuff, I was like, okay, you know, video games now. I've played too many video games that look prettier and run smoother and are a little bit more linear that I went off on that for quite a while. Um, and then it wasn't really until Red Dead 2 that I spent so much time just going around and trying to get everything that you can possibly get in it. And though I've played like very little of the Red Dead Online, because every time I go in there, somebody just hog ties me and I turn it off. I'm like, the, uh, you know, the dynamics of the assholes that play Rockstar Online games, like it, it works better in GTA Five than it works in Red Dead. It seems like that's just not a game that uh, should have people running around being assholes for no reason. But anyway, I did get 100% completion in uh, Red Dead single player, so I played the living hell out of that game. And that is an RPG. So, basically... I wanted to dive into something else, another another game like that, and just be like totally, totally engrossed in uh, the the RPG and the menus and the customization and everything. So, for at least the last year or maybe like a year and a half or so, I have been like really dying for Cyberpunk to come out, and kind of. Every other video game that I see, I'm kind of like, nah, I'm not that excited about it because I'm so excited about Cyberpunk. So, now that I have Cyberpunk, <laughs> um, I've got a lot of a lot of different feelings about it. I I feel like I don't know. Maybe I'll start with just. I'll do, I, I mean, I'm not, I guess I'm not really here to, I haven't played far enough through the game to give, like, a, after completing the game and rolling the credits, this is how I feel about the game. I think that I want to do another uh, episode of the podcast like that, and maybe with somebody else who's played the game that wants to kind of delve into their opinions on it. And I think that a lot of this is, you know, you're going to be hearing opinions like I'm listening to a podcast a day that is basically like an in-depth discussion of cyberpunk. And so, you know, post-release, I, I think that I just feel like giving kind of my opinion on it because there's a lot of things that I'm hearing similar things from like IGN and stuff like that over and over again. But then there's some other things that I think are just getting kind of totally left out. And I'm not sure why. I don't know, maybe, maybe, so I'm just kind of representing the budget gamer. I don't buy a lot of video games. I don't have the money to buy a lot of video games. I don't have the time to spend on a ton of video games. Um, and when you're listening to something like an IGN podcast, oftentimes, like, that's where how they make their money is reviewing and talking about games and playing games. So there's a jaded factor, just like that they're, you know, over inundated. They had to played so many video games and probably at the same time that they were trying to beat cyberpunk to give a review out of, of it. So, um, I am playing on the base PS4 because I'm a budget gamer. I wasn't going to buy that in between 
though I'm sure that the quality of life stuff is is really good that you get with a PlayStation Pro. I mean, you could kind of see the PlayStation 5 coming down the road, so I wasn't excited about jumping on that. But I mean, four years with uh, my PlayStation, or eight years practically with my PlayStation 4, um, you've got to you've got to be a little bit like weary of like okay so what is this crazy crazy new game going to look like and function like on such an old console at this point um you know one that they the PlayStation felt the need to update you know give a system that could just handle the technical aspects of running these newer games they thought that that was necessary years ago and I still haven't updated so I had a similar concern when I was waiting for Red Dead 2 to come out, and I think that especially now, after playing Cyberpunk 2077, um, but also at the time of playing Red Dead, I was like, holy hell, how does this thing actually run so well, like so beautifully on the older uh, generate, you know, now, now the past generation console, the PlayStation 4. And my PlayStation has never really been that loud. Like, people always talk about them sounding like an airplane or something, and it really, mine was not, not really that loud playing Red Dead Redemption 2. And I can't think of any time that I had, I mean, there were, like, little visual glitches, but really not very much at all, and definitely nothing game-breaking, definitely never any, like, error code, your your PlayStation needs to close this app down. So, I don't know, you know, what the difference, I, guess, I believe my understanding is that uh, Rockstar Games has just so many more employees and offices and teams and stuff like that that they could handle creating such a large game. Maybe they've had a little bit more practice with creating these larger, you know, open world games. I mean, CD Projekt Red obviously has with The Witcher, but I guess it wasn't really even, uh, you know, that smooth of a, a game launch with The Witcher. I think that The Witcher also had a lot of things, a lot of quality of life things that were uh, picked up, you know, later down the road. Um, but it is it is a little bit hard to stomach how poorly the game operates on the PlayStation 4 when... I don't know. I mean, it it even seems like it's to the point where PlayStation would have to step in and be like, okay, wait a minute. We can't actually be advertising this game all over the PlayStation Store to people with the base PlayStation 4, at least without having there be actual videos and screenshots and you know, of what it's going to look like on your base PlayStation 4, you know? Uh, I, it just, it's a little bit like, uh, Fallout and Bethesda rightfully got all sorts of criticism for some of the ways that their game seemed like it might've been a little bit broken. Fallout 4, when it first came out and other, other, uh, you know, Fallout 76, obviously very, very bad. And I did not play that. I wasn't very interested in a online multiplayer version of Fallout, but especially at Fallout 76, Hearing the, 
you know, the negative reviews that were happening as soon as that game came out, I was like, oh my God, I'm glad that I'm not super interested in this and being one of these people that are super disappointed. But, you know, it's got to be better than Cyberpunk. Like, I just, I feel like there needed to be some way that even PlayStation and Xbox were like, you can't, we have to give a caveat to people who want to buy this game to understand you know, that you are going to experience major issues. And even, like, not to warn you not to buy the game, but just, like, now that you've bought this game and you're starting it out, remember to quick save a lot. You Because you're, otherwise, you're, you know, the game might crash and you're going to be loading at your last checkpoint, you know. And I've started doing a lot of quick saving to try to avoid things like that happening. But, um... It just, it really is, it's a level of glitchy that is probably the first time in my experience with a game where I was like okay you really should have warned people about this beforehand not that I feel like I got ripped off and not that I feel like I was really tricked because I guess because if I look back and I think about some of the things like after this past delay from November to December some of the things that were being said now in context of playing the game, you're like, oh, that's what they meant. They meant, like, it is a whole different game on console than it is on PC, and not in a good way. Uh, uh, what are some of the other things that were said? Well, just simply saying, you know, that the issue that was holding them up from releasing and, you know, having to do another delay was because of the the base console games, and maybe... You know, we should have read between the lines there and, and heard, like, you re literally, we could not. The reason that you would delay this game again, which is, like, shooting a dead horse, you know? At the, like, it's so ridiculous that it would get delayed this many times, and then to get delayed again from November to December. How did they even... How were they entertaining, you know, in uh, September the, or October that, you know... November was going to be an okay time to release the game. I don't... I don't understand. And I guess maybe I think too much about, you know, try, trying to generalize, like, the way that the world works and, like, having everything be indicative of, like, oh, this is just the way that the world works these days is where, you know, they're not being honest with us and just trying to get us to spend money on this product. And it's not... I don't... I don't really think of it that way, but I do feel like we live in an era where, you know, it would have been the concern for a company like CD Projekt Red would have been like, we can't afford to release this game that is broken in so many ways. Like from the first moment you turn it on, <laughs> uh, you look in that mirror and the very first you're now in your character and you look in the mirror and it looks like complete crap it looks it looks definitely worse than fallout 4 looked i shouldn't say things like complete crap because i'm i'm ultimately going to bring this back around to kind of a positive thing and like why this is all okay with me but i it really is uh it looks terrible it's jittery uh there's just Almost every aspect of it has something where you're like, okay, I can see how this could be cool if it was working properly, you know? And I don't know, I with Fallout, 
there was almost some sort of like a charm to the different little glitches that you would see. And I think that there were actually some things in those glitches that were a little bit game breaking or would make a mission restart or, you know, you had to try it again and it wasn't something you did wrong playing wise, but it was really just uh, the, the game crashing out, you know, not handling something right, getting some sort of glitch. But not to the extent of cyberpunk. Or maybe we hadn't seen so many images of Fallout 4 that looked like, you know, a diamond, a post-apocalyptic, post-nuclear war diamond, than to get the game and then to be like, oh no, it's not shiny. Like, this is... This is a diamond covered in poop or something. No, I mean, Cyberpunk had so much buildup and so much advertisement and stuff going for it that it was going to be hard for it to ever to live up to, you know, the visual fidelity that you had in mind from some of those things that are really not gameplay. They're just, you know, graphical CGI trailers. But the difference is massive, like so massive. And I guess, and I, re- I really do feel like uh, if if CD Projekt Red had been a little bit more honest with just the way that they talked about things, they could have found themselves to be in in basically uh, the same situation, but feel, you know, not having people going like, "What? You know, are you sure?" Because we've praised you so much for uh, The Witcher that we you know we thought that you were an infallible studio. I guess that that's the issue with there being so much time in between their video games. I think that when they make games enough, you're going to have some that are, you know, having issues. But again, I've never really seen the amount of graphical issues in a video game as I've seen in this one. So I can I can predict that in 10 years from now, or however long it is, until the PlayStation 6 and the Xbox... <laughs> Xbox X2 or whatever they're going to call that is coming out that people are going to be going remember what happened with uh, Cyberpunk 2077 we want there to be uh, you know cross-gen games we want you know people who aren't going to be able to afford to get the next-gen consoles for a while to not be completely left out because we care about them no because we want to continue to make money off of them it's fine. I do. I like the impetus to, you know, to have things be cross-generation and to not leave me with no new video games to play for a long time. But yeah, it really, I don't know, what am I trying to say? It just isn't, it needs to be handled better than it was handled here for the, you know, the next time that this happens. It needs to be a smaller game. Like so many, so many things about it actually do need to be changed in order for uh, for it to be not a little bit dirty to have marketed things this way. I would be angry if it were not for the fact that I guess when I decided that I would actually pre-order the game, I only pre-ordered a few days early, but it was only because I was like, you know, I want it to be downloaded and I want to be able to play it as soon as possible. And even if, you know, even with the way that reviews are coming in now, if I hadn't already pre-ordered it, I still probably would have bought the game on day one. 
because it is a really good game. It is really ambitious and cool and entertaining and something that is going to suck me in and I'm going to spend hundreds of hours playing it most likely. And hopefully I'll want to play it multiple times. But um, there just could have been a little bit more face-saving kind of discussions about it as it was coming out. I think that changing the release schedule so that everybody was getting it and it could be, you know, you could have people reviewing it on PS4, PS4 Pro, PS5, and PC, and all of the Xboxes, all at the same time, could have gotten you to the same level of, like, great game, really good, especially the way that we imagine that it could be once it's on, rightfully, like, really on the next generation and just have a little bit less, like, do, do I feel like I'm ripped off here? Do I feel like they were disingenuous about what this game was going to be coming, you know, the version of it on uh, current gens or last gen now? Um, it just really basically... Thank God that there is the free upgrade to the next gen console. Because the game is both great enough and fun enough and engrossing enough and broken enough that I can almost guarantee that, like, I brought, I bought a PlayStation 4 to play Fallout 4, and though I'm already playing Cyberpunk 2077, I, I probably now will have to buy in the next year a PlayStation 5 so that I can play Cyberpunk 2077 when it is actually out, that version is out on the next gen. I, you know... And I, the, I just, I guess I'm just griping a little bit and saying that I wish that uh, CD Projekt Red had been a little bit more forthright about what was going on behind the scenes and what people could expect. I just don't think that there's any way for uh, people who are like, you know, kind of trying to hold them to what they said and their marketing and stuff like that, that those people wouldn't have a right to have, a, you know, a major complaint about this. As it stands right now, I'm not going to get a PlayStation 5. I will definitely play the game again when I possibly, when I can get a PlayStation 5, but this PlayStation 4 version is, is setting a new low for what I did not, you know, I did not realize that I would be willing to play such a broken game if it had those kind of Fallout-esque RPG elements that get me kind of hooked and addicted into a thing, I didn't realize that I would be able to accept the amount of, uh, you know, brokenness and things kind of not working that I am accepting in Cyberpunk 2077. So it's got me thinking, should I buy a PC? No, I'm not going to do that because I don't want to have another computer. I, w I will end up getting uh, the PlayStation 5 and uh, Cyberpunk 2077 for that when it's actually for that. Um, in fact, it's really exciting to think about. I hope that I hope that I actually don't end up having to wait so long to make that upgrade that I've already played Cyberpunk 2077 in this downgraded uh, base PS4 format so many times that I don't want to play it again, but I've heard that there could be like six different endings and things like that. And just graphically, if the PlayStation 5 version is that much 
closer to what we saw in the previews, if it looks like what we saw in the previews and works smoothly, then it will be definitely a game that I want to play again, you know? And I played, you know, I've played GTA five multiple times. Uh, there are games like that, that I will do, you know, I didn't do that with fallout four just because I had, you know, already put so much, which is kind of a difference there between GTA five and fallout is that in GTA five, like, you can go back and get those cars and guns and stuff again a lot easier than you can, you know, if you fell in love with your first playthrough, you're, you know, you spent so much time getting your character to be as weird and as unique and strong in different ways as you wanted it to be, then the idea of going back and trying to do that again, it's a little bit more daunting than if it were a GTA V type game. But if this is good enough, you know... Um, then I will feel that way. And when the game looks crappy and isn't running that great, I got this little thing in the back of my mind going like, do I want to, you know, go into the 150th hour of playing Fallout 4? Because I do just like this kind of game. So it's unfortunate. It'll be very interesting to see once the dust settles, you know, kind of what is said by CD Projekt Red about, you know, whether they, do they have any regrets or anything like that? I don't remember, all I remember really from the Fallout 76 debacle is, uh, you know, can't remember the dude's name there at Bethesda Game Studios, though he should get all the blame. <laughs> um, just different things coming out from them that were like, oh God, they really don't understand how how kind of dirtily they did people to, you know, get them excited and on board for a launch of a game that really wasn't going to be good for months and months down the road. Why not just call it an early access thing? Like, if this is the type of thing that is going to happen so much with these huge title video games, I guess, like, handle it the way that, uh, that that, uh, you know, an indie game developer would have to handle it or, you know, what's, um, No Man's Sky, you know, very similar thing where like, you know, or, or I guess really The Witcher 3, uh, that, that, you know, all of these game studios had to come out and be like, we are going to eat crow here. And we just promise you that we're working on updating the game. In this case, we think that CD Projekt Red will most likely be doing the same thing, but the amount of uh, trust that was instilled in that company after they, you know, got The Witcher 3 updated and running much more smoothly and uh, also releasing free DLC, you know, I don't know if that had been intentional or if that really was kind of an apology, but, you know... It would be nice now that you were the game of the year and, you know, your company is worth so much more money, you know, and just should have so much more power that you could, you know, not make it seem like maybe the importance of uh, maintaining a very honest kind of back and forth with your customers is still something that you value so highly. There, It's just really like... Uh, I don't know, let's just release the game and then we'll apologize later. I don't think that's a good way to do it. 
But, you know, the worst way to do it would be to, <laughs> to be like we're moving on. And you should re- hopefully you just get a, you know, the PlayStation 5 or get a good gaming PC if you really want to experience game. Hopefully they will not leave the PlayStation 4 base people behind, you know. And hopefully there is nothing, you know, nobody in the marketing department at either company being like, well, it's kind of going to encourage people to get the PlayStation 5 version. I guess I can't see how that would even make any sense for... uh for CD Projekt Red, when they are obvious, you are uh, you own the PlayStation Five version of the game whenever it comes out. Once you have purchased the PlayStation Four version of it, which is the only honest way to do it, you know, I it just really I don't know. I had the thought earlier, like that maybe it would be nice if you actually got the PC version of it as well. You know, that that was your consolation gift. Because if you got the... I don't know. If you go out and you get the PlayStation 5, if you go out and you get a gaming PC, like, you can play a better version of this game than what people on the base Xbox and base PlayStation are getting. So, for now, though, I've turned all of my setting adjustments that they give you the ability to adjust yourself in the settings when you've turned everything down and off and it seems like the game isn't crashing when I'm in a huge gunfight like it was initially but you know you just see it kind of looking less and less good as time goes so it's a great game but it really does feel like an older game when you're playing it on the PlayStation 5. It doesn't look that great, you know. Uh, Red Dead and, you know, GTA 5 look better. It just... I like the game, but I do feel that there is a good reason for people who are playing it on the base consoles to complain. And maybe people on, you know, PlayStation 5 and PC are also having issues, too. I've heard so little of that take on it, of people who have a PlayStation 5 playing it and being like, I don't know, it works works great for me. But I kind of hope that that is the case. I mean, it is just such an excellent game. And now, I haven't played it yet today, so maybe I'm going to go check it out. Just kidding. It's day, daylight out, and I'll spend my night time doing that. All right, hopefully the audio and everything worked for this, and we'll see if I fit. I went on a little bit longer than I should have. Uh, we'll see if I can fit it into the podcast, maybe an abridged version of it, but seeing that I just went on and on about it for 35 minutes, just talking to myself, I think that Abby will be very happy that I didn't make her participate in it this time. Peace out, y'all.